Hello everybody! My name's What's New Andrew, and welcome to the first episode of the Let's Nintendo It podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about the Nintendo Switch OLED. You know, my thoughts, my opinions, and why I don't really think it's that bad that it's not the Nintendo Switch Pro that we've been hoping for and that there have been rumors of, let's face it, since the Switch launched back in 2017. Before I get into the nitty gritty, I just wanted to give my thoughts on the idea of a new hardware revision for the Switch. I'm not gonna lie, I have really, really wanted a new Switch for quite a long time now. Every time I hear rumors of it, I get super excited. The possibility of this, you know, already pretty great console in my opinion, but just made better. I really think Nintendo needed to do a revision sometime because, first off, the Xbox and PlayStation releasing their new consoles does put some pressure on the original Switch, which, in terms of graphical capabilities, is not on par with the Xbox One X or the PlayStation 5. Additionally, when it comes to hardware and the Nintendo Switch, I completely understand why it's this way, but it hasn't been Nintendo's best offering. Even at launch, we've been hearing issues with the Switch's hardware, such as docks scratching screens, and I don't really think I need to mention Joy-Con Drift and what a huge problem that has been for Nintendo. I have really wanted a new Switch just to blow our minds and just put all of those problems at ease. I really believe that a new hardware revision was exactly what they needed right now. And even though the Nintendo Switch OLED wasn't ultimately what people were expecting, I certainly don't think it's bad. Now before I really talk about the Switch OLED, I'd like to give a quick overview and a recap, you know, just in case you don't really remember the Switch OLED trailer, or if you're new here and you want to learn more about it. Well, the trailer released on July 6th and included various differences, such as the fact that this Switch has an OLED screen instead of a normal LED one that the original Switch did. The touchscreen is now 7 inches instead of 6.2. There's a wide kickstand and it's able to adjust to many different angles instead of the standard 45 degree angle that the normal kickstand was able to click in at. This Switch OLED has double the storage this time, with 64GB of storage instead of just 32. The Switch dock is also modified a bit, and now has an Ethernet port at the cost of one of the USB ports. And, other than that, it releases on October 8th alongside Metroid Dread. Now, I could just start off by giving all my criticisms with the Switch OLED, but I don't think the trailer did everything bad. I want to highlight the things that did well. First off, the design. I think this Switch looks really awesome. I like the white and black coloring a lot. It's really weird to me, because when I see white video game consoles, I automatically think of the Wii and the Xbox 360 and that generation of consoles. To me, white technology, because of that generation, it makes it look dated to me, but thanks to the PS5, I really do believe that white and black has been a big trend now when it comes to video game consoles, and I don't think the Switch OLED is different at all. The off-white and black combination, it makes the Switch just look so good, and especially when you put it next to the original gray Switch, it makes it look really, really dated. <laughs> it's kind of hilarious to me. But I think the white Joy-Cons with the black buttons will make it look so classy, sleek, and it makes it look brand new. It makes it look like a brand new piece of technology, and I really respect the design for doing that. Even though it's just a Switch with white Joy-Con and a white dock, it does a lot for making the Switch look better. Another thing I really like about the Switch OLED is that it makes a lot of great improvements to the tablet. 
The OLED screen, I think, will really add to the experience of playing on handheld mode, as it will make the colors look a lot sharper. In terms of the screen size increase, I'm not gonna say that 0.8 inches is gonna add a lot, but I mean, hey, it's something. I am also super thankful that they changed the kickstand, because I never liked the kickstand in the original Switch. It was this thin, little, tiny piece of plastic, and I never trusted that it would be able to hold my Switch up. It made me paranoid playing on tabletop mode. But this kickstand is not only really huge, but it's also adjustable, so you can even put your Switch near the floor if you wanted to. So it seems that whether you're playing on an airplane or you're playing in the can, you'll have a much more comfortable experience. The bezel on the Switch OLED is also significantly smaller, which I'm really thankful for, because if you go up to your Switch and look at it, you'll notice that the bezel is so big. If you don't know what a bezel is, it's basically the black line that's around your screen. While the bezel's not completely gone on the Nintendo Switch OLED, it's definitely reduced in size, which I'm thankful for. The dock is kind of a weird case. On the one hand, now it has a dedicated Ethernet port, which I think is a really nice inclusion. On the other hand, it takes out a USB port. I don't really know how to feel about this because I really like charging my Pro Controller from the console. It's so convenient. However, anything with the dock is not that much of a problem considering Nintendo's already confirmed that the dock is being sold separately from the Nintendo Switch OLED so you're able to get that off-white dock and use it with whatever Switch model you'd like, even with the normal gray Joy-Cons. I'm not gonna lie, I feel like the gray Joy-Con with the white dock will look a little cursed, but hey, if you want to do it, go for it. Now I think you've noticed that I've talked about handheld mode and tabletop mode, but I haven't really said anything on docked mode. And unfortunately, there's a very good reason for that, and it's because there's no changes to docked mode whatsoever. It's really weird, but there's no more processing power, there's no graphical update on the TV, there's none of that. Everything is the exact same if you want to play it on the TV. There's no real benefit on buying the Nintendo Switch OLED if you're the type of player who just plays on the TV like I do. After the trailer was done, I was just thinking, so no more processing power? So it doesn't even look a little bit better on a TV screen? I found it weird just from how there were no changes at all that were dedicated towards people who like to play on the TV only. Now this is probably going to be a controversial opinion, but when Nintendo did eventually reveal their new hardware revision, I was hoping that it did have no Joy-Con on it. I was hoping the handheld unit would just be a dedicated unit with no detachable controllers. I personally feel that Joy-Con have created a lot of problems for Nintendo, even though they're a very ambitious idea. I feel like the core gamer audience who would be interested in a Switch Pro wouldn't consider the lack of Joy-Con to be a huge loss, because at least to me, Joy-Cons have never been very comfortable to use. I have bigger hands, so no matter if I'm playing with the Joy-Con on its side, the Joy-Con in the controller dock, or Joy-Con in handheld mode, I never really cared about using Joy-Con. I bought a Pro Controller on day one, and I have always used that. I've of course tried Joy-Con, and I certainly prefer more traditional controllers. The discomfort of Joy-Con also bring me into a subject that I really would have wanted changed with the Switch Pro. I've realized over the years that I don't find handheld play very comfortable. My hands cramp up after a while. So I feel like a more ergonomically designed handheld tablet in general would have really helped entice me in buying a Switch. 
This is a very extreme change, so I totally don't understand why they made it. It's just a comment I had, and maybe that's something I could hope for when it comes to the next actual Switch revision. I'm sad that improved processing power was not an aspect that was improved with the Switch OLED, because before the new Nintendo 3DS, I didn't really know what processing power was or really cared about it at all, but man, when I got my new 3DS instead of my old 3DS, it was like night and day. It meant Smash Brothers for 3DS loading up in 5 seconds instead of 5 years. It made for such an overall better gameplay experience that I'm sad that they didn't include it in this new model of the Switch. I feel like, especially with Animal Crossing New Horizons, a game that is known for just taking such a long time to load upon booting it up, that putting in the extra processing power would have helped players of that game have a much more comforting experience when it comes to opening it up and not being able to make a sandwich in the time that the game actually loads. In reality, I do feel bad for the Nintendo Switch OLED as it was in a really bad position for meeting expectations of people solely because of leakers. All throughout June, there was just so many reports saying, oh, the Nintendo Switch is gonna have this revision and it's gonna be supporting 4K and it's going to have this chip in it and it's going to be this impossible sounding console that just pleases everybody. And those leaks just set people's expectations so high for what Nintendo's revisions would be. And then at the end of the day, I don't think the Nintendo Switch OLED's a fat upgrade at all. It does fix some pretty big problems I felt the original Switch had. It just wasn't enough to meet the expectations of those people who believed in leakers, which, you know, not always right. Leaks are never always guarantees. They could be false, but people don't realize that. And they just take into account, oh, but this person said this. I was wanting this. Well, I'm mad you didn't give us this impossible console. And they're not happy for what we got in general and trying to find the positives in that. It's such a shame because even though I would have wanted a little bit more from this revision, there was just no chance for this revision to actually please a lot of people, considering the high pedigree that we had for the first revision of the Switch because of people hyping it up so much. Now, obviously, the trailer came out about a month ago, and I've had some time to reflect on what the Switch OLED really is. And I've kind of realized, it's not the Switch Pro, it's just a revision. It's a simple console revision. I feel like what we were described by the leaks, that didn't sound like a revision at all. I'm not gonna lie, even during those leaks in June where I was so hyped, I didn't exactly believe that we were getting this 4K supported Switch, because that doesn't feel like a revision, that feels like a full-on new-gen console. If supporting 4K was just a revision, I wouldn't even believe what they managed to do in a little bit of time when they actually release a brand new console. But what we have here does seem to be a much more simple revision. I had absolutely no idea what Nintendo was going to do with the Switch when I think of a Switch revision. And that's mostly because this is not a console nor a handheld but a hybrid, and Nintendo has done very different treatments when it comes to consoles and handhelds. For handhelds, it actually does improve power more than just screen size. For example, the new 3DS compared to the 3DS, there was a lot of really cool features that improved what type of games developers could make. Home consoles, on the other hand, never have really had any revisions that were meant to be more powerful versions. It was always like the Wii and the Wii Mini, where, well, that's not a great example considering the Wii Mini was very much just a stripped-back Wii, 
but there wasn't any power differences or anything like that. The consoles were all meant to play each game the same way and have no distinct advantages. They just included some different outside features to the consoles. So I had no idea if the Switch was really gonna follow the console or the handheld style of revision, but in my opinion, it definitely seems much more on the handheld side. The more I think about it, the more I'm actually okay with the idea of Nintendo releasing a revision that doesn't have any significant increases in power. Now I'm gonna share a story with you as an example back from the 3DS days where I know I mentioned the 3DS a lot, but it was really critical for me learning the importance of processing power in a video game console. When the new 3DS was released, I did not get it immediately, and I played some games that released after the new 3DS, such as Kirby Planet Robobot and Pokemon Sun and Moon, and I really noticed that these games don't feel exactly right on this console. In Kirby Planet Robobot, there were some areas that just had massive frame rate drops. And in Pokemon Sun and Moon, I noticed that the touchscreen wasn't calibrated correctly towards the 3DS original. I noticed I had to touch the bottom right hand corner of the icon that I wanted in order to actually make it properly press that. I had no idea why this was, and I thought that the companies were just careless and it was just a mistake. However, when I played the game on a new 3DS which I got that Christmas, I noticed that it was because the games were really made with the new 3DS in mind much more than the old 3DS. New console divisions that have a significant power increase puts developers in a weird position. They either make games for the lowest common denominator and not take advantage of the new hardware revision's power at all, or they make the game more accustomed to the new hardware's power, but it just makes the game on the original software run worse or exclusive to that new hardware. And I don't really have an issue with a console revision that doesn't have to make developers try to make these sacrifices. I'm okay with a hardware revision that makes developers just make games for one specific console and it works the same way on every single other console. The Switch is selling tremendously well anyways, so why really bother, you know? They can easily continue the Switch for years and years to come. So, you know, why stop now? This Switch is just an option for people who want it and doesn't enhance an experience, and I'm okay with that. It doesn't divide the audience as much as it could've. Now, speaking of which, that comes a great question. Do I even think it's worth it? This is gonna be a really cop-out answer, but it depends. The Nintendo Switch OLED seems to be aimed for a really peculiar audience because I find that the Nintendo Switch Lite is for those who want to prioritize handheld play over docked play, so they can just get a Switch that only does handheld play and they could pay less. And now you have this revision, which does handheld play better than any other console, so it's in a really peculiar situation for a very peculiar market. In my opinion, I find that if you have the money, you don't have a Switch, or if you're somebody that plays majority handheld play or tabletop play, like you barely use the TV at all, I think this revision's actually quite worth it. It seems to add a lot of quality of life features that will improve the overall handheld experience. However, if you already have a Switch, you're planning on getting a Switch mostly for TV play, and you don't really find that you're gonna use handheld all that much, or if you do, it's not super important to you, I wouldn't really say it's worth it. Considering this model also costs $50 more than the base model, it's difficult to recommend double dipping. 
But hey, you know, there's always holidays. You could get it as a gift. And that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. If you like what you listen to, then please consider following me on whatever podcast site you use to listen to this or on Twitter at What's Podcast. This is my first time doing any sort of podcast, so if you have any comments, whether they be constructive or things I did well, let me know. Anyways, this has been What's New Andrew, and that's What's New.